Welcome to another edition of EP Live Talk Radio. <laughs> I got things going now. I have new phone. There's new phone lines now. There's a there's a new phone line. The number is 347-712-3737. And honestly, there's new phone lines because the old phone lines were way too fucking expensive. And this one is a lot cheaper. You actually just pay for when anybody calls in. That's when you take a call. It's whenever you pay. It's, it's a lot better. It's much more cost effective. And it's just a better system. And it works better. So that's what I'm doing. I'm using that. New phone lines. We have a guest this evening. We have a co- I, I, Let me bring on my co-host. Where's my co-host? Hang on. Let's hit this. Boom. There we go. Here comes my co-host. Where's all this stuff? Oh, there it is. There he is. Hello, co-host. Hello. How are you? Hey, buddy. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Now, uh, I think it's best to have Litsanu as my co-host tonight because of the guest I'm having. Number one, I think he'd just be better off. Uh, I'd just be better off having Flitzano with the guy. I think Dino would be bored by what Lonnie and I are going to talk about. I'm having Lonnie uh, Bozeman on. He owns that juice company, SVRF for Savior Vape. I don't know why it says SVRF in the bottle. It's named Savior Vape, whatever. It's that juice I talked about last week that satisfying that I said it was really good. And it is really good. But I'm having him on because he's been saying some really wacky shit on Facebook. And I, I, I want to confront him about it. I have a lot of things I want to ask. I mean, I want to give him his... his uh, we actually talked, Flitzano. Me and Lonnie talked on the phone for probably a good 45 minutes. And it was a great yeah. conversation. You know, he's... he's uh, I, I hear what he's saying, even though I don't agree. I think we're just going to agree to disagree. This is going to be the I agree to disagree show. Gotcha. I think. We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> but and, and he loves to talk, too. So I'm going to have to, you know, cut him off. But don't worry about that. I can get that done. So Flitzanu <laughs> is joining us this evening. I have Flitzanu's only intro song. Fucked Cisco. <laughs> Fucked Cisco. I love it. <laughs> you know what I love? Uh, the, you know what I love the most is this one. Fucked. <laughs> what are we Flitzanu? <laughs> Fucked. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I, I haven't heard that. that in so long. Yeah, I know. It's a great song. Huh? So I, I texted Lonnie. Um, he's gonna, I told him to call him at 9.15, and I'm sure he will. But yeah, I think it's great he's going to come on. You know, He didn't pussy out. He, he'll come on, and it, it's wonderful. I'll have a discussion about this, and it's going uh, to be exciting. And I want to talk to Flitzanu about his trip uh, to the U.K., because next year, him and I are doing one in the summer, and I got to make sure that it's okay that I go. I want to make sure his experience was okay, which I'm sure it is. And even if it wasn't, yes. he probably wouldn't say on the air. But before we do any <laughs> of that, I, I, I got to talk about this, okay? Because this is everybody's talking about you know things that happen in the news. This is what I think is crazy that happened in the news. So this week, Flitzanu, uh, Taylor Swift takes this guy to, to, well, this guy takes Taylor Swift to court. They're suing each other. You know that, right? How they're suing each other. Um, no, I. Since I've been gone, you know, like I got back on uh, Monday, this right. past Monday. And while I was gone for two weeks, like I didn't keep up with anything. So I I really have no clue what's yeah, happened so, in the past two weeks. So so ta- this guy sued Taylor Swift because he claimed that she said, this is what she said. She said she was taking a picture with him and he was a DJ for some radio station. And he reached up into her skirt and grabbed her bare ass oh, while the picture wow. was being taken. Right. So 
This guy, he lost his job. He lost his career. He lost everything. He's suing her for like $5 million or some shit like that. So she's countersuing him for $1 because she doesn't want the money, she says. She just wants to prove that this guy's a creep and he did this and ladies shouldn't put up with this. Now, I call bullshit on Taylor Swift. And, I, and I, Okay, there's a picture of it. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a picture of it uh, going all over the internet. Now, mm-hmm. yes, I believe the guy placed his hand on her ass. I do. Outside of her, she was wearing a skirt. Outside of her skirt, I believe he placed a hand on her ass. Okay, you can see in the picture, it's clearly like on her ass, like maybe even just maybe patted her ass. He did something with his hand grazing her ass. All right, yeah, I, I believe that. You know, let's see, you stand next to Tara Swift, you probably thought, oh, this would be the greatest thing ever. And he just went for it and he did it. I do not believe for a split fucking second that, mind you, she was, there was people everywhere. This was like an opening to something or something. She was on some red carpet that, that this guy, and there was someone also standing next to her in the picture as well, that I'm not believing that this guy, there's all these people around her security detail, everything is reaching up into her skirts and grabbing her bare ass. And she doesn't fucking say anything to anybody. She doesn't even like to, I mean, come on. If, if, if you know, if, if Flitzanu patted me on the ass, I, I probably wouldn't say anything. I'd be like, oh, well, okay, I don't know. But maybe you just like to pat, I don't know, whatever. But right. if you reached out my pants and grabbed my bare <laughs> ass, I'd say, whoa, wait a minute. Come on, she didn't, she's full of shit. I, I just think she is. she was so pissed off that this motherfucker had the nerve to even put his hand near her ass that she's like, I'm going to get you, motherfucker. I, I, that's what I think it is. I don't believe for a second that uh, he, he did that because nobody would just stand there and have that happen. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I could agree with that. I mean, I I just pulled up the picture and it it does look very, very clear that he has the even the look on his face is like I have my hand on Taylor Swift's ass right now. Yeah, like it's very clear he's touching her ass. But yeah, if he were to reach up under her skirt, like you, yeah, you'd think (laughs) you would think that she would yell about it or jump or be like, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. She would at least have a, a twitch or a turn like, whoa, like what's going on here? So right. I think they're both full of shit. I think he's lying. He's saying he never put his hand on her ass at all. He's a fucking liar. He had his hand on her ass. There's a picture of it, his hands on her ass. Yeah. But yeah, there's no clear. yeah, there is no way that he reached up and did that anyway. The court believed her, of course, and they fucking uh, threw the guy's case out. It, it, oh, my God. So fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I man. hate Taylor Swift now. I used to like her, now I hate her. Dino hates her, too. You make that bitch famous, man. That bitch didn't do shit, man. Fuck that white hoe, man. She needs some black cop in her life, man. Swag, yo. Hey, fuck Taylor Swift. What he do? 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 Yeah, fuck Taylor Swift. She's still hot, though. I'll give her that. Oh, she is. Yes. Yeah, I'll give her that. No question. She might be a little. She's probably a little crazy because, I, you know, I hear she has boyfriend problems and. Oh, yeah. Never yeah. keeps a relationship. I think that's her. No, her she, M.O., I guess. Yeah, she goes through a lot of shit. A lot of <laughs> right. shit. Um, oh, the other thing, too. This is kind of old. I don't know if I talked about this or not. I think I was going to and I forgot. But when Bill Cosby was on trial like two or three weeks ago, you know, he was on trial, right? For uh, Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, I heard he was going to start uh, like a seminar to teach people how not to get charged with rape. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what I heard. Well, well, here's the other crazy thing. So he's he's leaving um, court. 
one of the days he was leaving court, okay? So here's audio. How crazy is this? Here's audio of Bill Cosby leaving court. Listen to what he does. <laughs> he does fat Alberts. <laughs> What the hell is wrong with that guy? Well, oh, I know everybody was wondering why did he do that. You want to know why he did that? Because Fat <laughs> Albert is coming back. It's he's actually bringing back Fat Albert, the cartoon, and they oh, figured that that he figured, well, hey, all these cameras are on me. It's I guess it's a better time now than any to. <laughs> to wow. <laughs> so is is his nuke is Fat Albert also a rapist? Is I, that? I, I don't know. <laughs> I just I just thought that was insane. Oh my uh, god. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I kind of wow. like him now. I never liked Bill Cosby because he was so judgmental of people, but now I, I, I kind of like him for that. <laughs> I've missed so much, apparently. Did you did you uh, <laughs> miss the, the Rip Trippers rap? Did, <laughs> oh, God. I heard about it. I, yeah. I refused to watch it, but... Uh, yeah, we all had a, a jolly good laugh about it over there. Well, like, and, uh, oh, I'm sure they laughed too. Yeah, he's people are laughing across the world about it. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, and and you know, the way I explained it on my show is very simple. You just cringe. I mean, that's it. You cringe. Right. I mean, I'll okay. When I heard that song, the last time I felt that way was last year. I was watching the Today Show because uh, it's on every morning in my house, even though it drives me fucking nuts. It's on every morning. Yeah. And uh, Corey Feldman was on. With the, do you <laughs> remember you that? Say that? Do you remember that? So so he comes on. I'll never forget it. So he comes on. This is the song that that they were playing on the mind you. This is on the Today Show, watched by millions and millions of people. <laughs> He's doing yeah. this. I. How can you not cringe hearing this? And the visual was even worse. He was dressed like Michael Jackson and, and dancing right. around. <laughs> I mean, this is on the Today. I can't even listen to it. It's on the, that was on the Today Show. And that's that's yeah. to understand why people are not over the song Rip, in case you don't get it, because they cringe. They cringe when they hear it. My God. Yeah. Some people shouldn't sing. Some people shouldn't rap. Some people shouldn't dance. You know, I mean, you got to find your talent. Like his talent is whatever it is that he does that people enjoy. <laughs> and right. so like stick with that. Don't don't try to rap. Don't try to sing. You no. know, whatever. No. Yeah. He needs to go back to acting. You're an actor. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just because you can act doesn't mean you can sing. That's if you right. were a singer before you're an actor, then maybe, you know, like Christopher Walken. Walken's a great singer. He's a great dancer yep. and he's a great actor. Some right. people can do that. Some people absolutely cannot. Right. I agree. I absolutely agree. So uh, I'm, I'm having Lonnie call in now. I just sent him a text so he can call in. He can't he can't be on long. That's fine. I just have a few choice questions for him that I want to ask. You know, I, I, I'm going to I first met him and, I'm, and I know he doesn't remember. I first met him at, at Chicago Vape Bash. Oh, really? Yes. I, see, I don't know that I've, I've I'm familiar with who he is, but uh, I've never had any kind of direct conversations with him. I so. had I, I had one in-person conversation with him. and I'll explain what it is when he calls in, because it was. <laughs> Ridiculous. I don't know. I just, but yeah, it was, I don't know if it was the first vape bash or the second one, one of them. I don't know which one it was, but I, I was there. I know you were there. Um, 
it was. I, I don't think know. that that would be the second. I think I missed the first one, so I think that was the second one. Right. So maybe I met him too. I don't know. I was I was usually drunk, so I don't remember a lot from most of those events. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I was. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and there's all kinds of other stuff in the news. I just can't get to everything that's been in the news since I did a last show because we'd be here for three fucking hours, and that's just not going to happen. Um, yeah. I haven't even eaten dinner yet. I'm on this keto diet, and I'm losing fucking weight, but it's got me my eating all fucked up, and I can only eat certain things, and I, it's working. Platano, it's working. I fucking yeah. lost a lot of weight. It, it works, and I'm not even exercising or anything, but uh, it's it's, I don't know. It's nuts. It's just... It's got me all thrown off. There's some days I don't eat at all. I'm like, I'm just not hungry. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, uh, but it works. But you don't have to worry about that. Because Flitzano is the... You're, you're, well, you get, you get, oh, come on. You're far I, from fat. I, well, I count calories. Like, I, I don't do it, like, religiously count calories. But, like, uh, that's because, I mean, I, I lost weight not doing keto, but I did uh, just calorie deficit like right. i would stay at a certain number of calories because i was and this sounds terrible like because but i'm a very small framed person like i got to about 175 180 yep and which is pretty average for somebody that's 510 and male but not for me so i dropped like 40 pounds just doing calorie counting and no exercise no nothing so kind of the same thing just not limiting to meat right <laughs> but yeah i would lose about two pounds a week just uh you know, just eating like 1,200 calories a day. And for anybody listening, there's a new call-in number, 347-712-3737, which none of you motherfuckers ever use anyway. Instead, you'll listen to the replay and then send me emails. And, you know, someone sent me a, a, a Facebook message today, and they wanted to know the first episode that Dino and I did. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I remember when I had him on for the first time. He had the lava tanks, and I had him and the lava tank guy on. But as for... The first show we did together, I'm going to have to search for that. So hang tight. More than likely, it's on Blog Talk Radio. I don't know. It's somewhere. I'll find it. Oh, hang on. Lonnie's on. Let's bring him on. He's a very busy man. We're taking up his time. Hang on. Let me get my Lonnie notes. I have Lonnie notes. Here we go. Beep. Hello, Lonnie. How are you? Just shy dandy, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you for calling in. Uh, hang on one second. Everybody gets intro music. I don't have your your uh, voice anywhere to do intro music, so I'll just do a quick intro piece for you. There you go. I like that song, Lonnie. Do you like that song? <laughs> Who doesn't like some good trap music on a Sunday afternoon? <laughs> That's wonderful. I love that song. It's goddamn catchy. That little Yachty fucking makes catchy songs. I don't know what to say. So thank you for coming on. <laughs> uh, I'll make sure I won't be too long. But sure. okay, so this is how this was my first. I didn't tell Lonnie this either. Flitzanu, Flitzanu's oh, on okay. by the way. Lonnie, uh, he says he kind of knows you. People have heard of you anyway. I I know Lonnie. So anyway, we're at Chicago Vape Bash, Vape Bash Chicago. I was oh, there. Boy. It, it oh, was boy. yep. So I'm I'm looking around like for juice and stuff. Dino had Dino was introducing the. Uh, uh, what were those fucking tanks? The uh, the the Jenny tanks that he had. The uh, yeah. John Boy lava tank. Yes, the John Boy uh, Jenny the Jenny thing he did. So I got one of those. I wanted a really good juice to use in it, and there was a lot of juices there. So I'm looking around. So I come up to this this uh, uh, table, and there's these like <laughs> e liquids and like perfume bottles, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why is it in a perfume bottle? 
And they're like, oh, it's really good. It's really good. You should try it. So I bought one. It was some sort of berry something. I don't remember. So I bought it. I put lava gen. He was doing lava gen. I put it in the lava gen. And I'm like, wow, I'm like, this shit's really fucking good. You know, it, it was a really good juice. So I'm standing in there and, and I, I was at near Dino's. I was right next to Dino's table. And this guy comes up and because I had my, my setup there and my juice. And he comes up and he goes, what do you think of that juice? And I go, yeah, I, I think it's pretty good. It's pretty good juice. And he goes, best fucking juice here and walks away. <laughs> And I'm like, who the fuck was that, right? <laughs> so they're like, oh, that's the guy that makes the juice. That, that's Lonnie. And I'm like, wow, what an arrogant asshole that guy is. And, uh, you know, I'm like, fuck his juice. But it was so good, I couldn't say fuck it. Yeah. I kept on vaping it. <laughs> so so that, was, that was my encounter with you that, that many years ago. So... Uh, that was a long, long time ago. Yes, yes, it was a long, long time ago. And it, and it was a good juice. It was fantastic. I just never... Why, yeah, I got to ask you before we get to this. Why are they in perfume bottles? Why, why did you decide to go with those bottles? I just think that was a mistake. I think it was a great juice, but it made it a pain in the ass to, to get it out of the bottle and vape it. Yeah, it might have made it a pain in the ass. It definitely wasn't a huge mistake. I mean, we, uh, we definitely made some healthy livings off that line. Yeah. Um, still do, in fact. Uh, but, I mean, the, the answer to the question is, I mean, listen, I think we went over this the, the first time we talked. When I started making liquids, there were no other companies in glass bottles. We were we were essentially one of the first, right? Yeah. There were probably some little guys here and there, but nobody had really touched a ultra premium, ultra luxurious product in terms of vaping. I mean, there, you know, everything was still in its infancy, and you know, even the thought of variable voltage and wattage wasn't even discussion yet, hadn't come up. And so we we looked at it and we said, you know, we love the the finer things in life. We just do. I mean, we're California boys and. How do we uh, how do we make this kind of a finer thing in life, right? And we went, okay, well, first thing obviously is source the best ingredients we could possibly find, and the second thing is make sure that the packaging is uh, is as luxurious as we can make it. And at the time, a uh, square perfume bottle was the the fanciest thing we could find. I mean, it wasn't until Five Ponds came out, Rodney introduced uh, fancy paper tubes that you know anything really even competed with us. We were we were kind of up at the top for for quite a while in that in that. Uh, okay, that so I, so you were just trying to be fancy with it. I understand. I get it. That's all I had to say. Yeah, we were trying to bring out something to be a fan- little different. Something no, little I get it. And you got to remember at the t- that time, it, it everybody was used a syringe. Yes. So yes. even if it was a pain in the ass, it, it wasn't like it was a pain in the ass because you didn't really vape without a syringe and a blunt nose needle tip. And, and you know, that's when I first was introduced to a any sort of thing regarding like an RDA. I remember CJ was there, Flitzanu, yep. and he comes up and he hands me this this mech mod with this thing on it. He goes, you got to try this. And I remember Russ and I both tried it, taking a hit off this thing, and that fucker got so hot it almost burned our hands. And Russ <laughs> is telling CJ, he's like, dude, that can't be safe. He's like, oh, we're working on it. But <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. And that's what was like the first. That's when. Yeah. So anyway, that was a long time ago. It was a good juice, though. And, and you're right. It was it was a very popular juice. Lonnie's been around for a very long time, so uh, he's seen a lot just like I have. And that's why I was surprised by some of Lonnie's comments. Now, I see his stuff on my Facebook, so I guess we follow each other. And um, his, his posts are usually interesting, but I think for the past couple weeks, he's had some pretty crazy posts, and I wanted to talk to him about it. And I asked him to come on the air and talk about it, and he said he would, which is great, because listen, I'm, I'm like I told Flitzanu, we're probably going to agree to disagree on some things, and that's fine. 
But uh, I'm also doing this because I know John Nathan is going to listen to this. And I think John Nathan is making a mistake. And I'm hoping that Lonnie and I's conversation will make him think. Because I love John. I think John's a great guy. He's doing very well. I want to see him continue to do well. I just think he's doing some things that are going to hurt his business. You too, Lonnie. I think you're doing some things that are going to hurt your business. And I don't want that to happen to either of you because I like your fucking satisfying juice. I want to keep on, I want to be able to keep on buying it because <laughs> I like it. So um, my first thing, Lonnie, is I, okay, he, he put up a post flits on it. I don't know if you follow Lonnie, but I, he, he's, um, I, I'm, I love Lonnie's profile picture. It's like him, like with the baby, like, well, the, it's always different, think, right? Like yeah. the papoose thing, like holding his, his arms up. Well, I'm, he's, he's I'm pretty sw- sure that's who Lonnie is. Right? Yes. Yes. And, and he switches it up. That's yeah, what I like right. too. He never has the same, he has a picture for maybe a week and he does another one and another one. And, and it's always interesting. So yes, yes, yes. Very good. Yeah. yeah it always, for whatever it is, always makes me laugh like right. in a good way. Not like, Oh my God. But like, it's, I don't know. Sure. It's funny. And sure. it, it just makes me laugh. It <laughs> makes me giggle. Life, man. Short. Right. So the first thing I saw, which has been going on for, I don't know, a couple months now, is I see juice companies attacking Candy King like you wouldn't believe. Lonnie is one of them. IP and for IP theft, trademark infringement. Uh, you know, they, they've got to stop blah, 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 with the labels and then going to the, the you know, there's an advocacy part of it where, you know, the, the, the governments are using their labels against us and, and everything they're doing. Now, it's just been this massive attack on, on Candy King. And it's not just Lonnie. It's a, a bunch of others, too, that are doing it. Now, what I want Lonnie and hopefully John to understand, and Lonnie, you're on the air, so you're going to get to respond to this, is I want them to understand that you're all in the business of selling. E- I just want to tell you from a, a, a vapor's perspective, people out there that, that watch this, you're all juice companies. You're a juice company. They're a juice company. I mean, all you guys are juice companies. And what's happening is, is you're watching a juice company. We all are watching a juice company attack another juice company. Now, Business 101 <laughs> would tell you you never, ever, ever do that. I mean, if, if Ford put out some outrageous advertising, Chevy would never come out and say, oh, my God, that would just never, ever happen. The response would be no comment. That's just business 101. You don't do that. And yet we see this happening. And can you at least understand, Lonnie, that from our perspective, we see a competitor trashing another competitor because that's what's happening you're all competitors and you're and, and you're and you're trashing them they're not saying anything they're not even coming back and like saying they're just like like not even responding to it but do you see how that would look to us that that that's what's going on and that doesn't look good it doesn't look good for for a company when they're out attacking especially their competitors on on public forums like social networking do you understand that is did i explain it well enough or i mean what what's your answer to that I think you explained it, your point. I don't think that there's a, a me understanding it, right? I think that uh, we philosophically have different views here. And we talked about this when we talked on the phone, right? Yes. I think that, and like I told you, being in the electronic cigarette industry is phenomenal because I get to literally make recommendations of who to put on the shelf next to me, right? So I get to call a store like CJ at Vapor Venue, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I get to say, thank you for stocking my juice. By the way, have you checked out five ponds or cannoli B1? And he goes, no. I go, here's some numbers. Hit these guys up. They've got a great product, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I would do that is because these guys are guys that are in the trenches with us maybe, or maybe they're not, right? Maybe they just make a product that's responsible. Now, again, 
like I told you on the phone, right? I don't care if you put a giant, naked, voluptuous woman on the front of your packaging. If that's what your heart desires, go for it, right? All I'm saying is that while the FDA is negotiating with Democrats behind closed doors, which is currently happening, we should probably keep things as cool as possible so that we can do those things later. It's not a matter of whether I think it's right or wrong. That, frankly, doesn't matter, right? And ultimately, overseas, it matters even less. Once we cross the United States border, my opinion and my influence matter almost none. But the quarter of a percent of people that vape that might see my profile, right? It, and that's probably on the high side, okay? Don't really care what I think about Candy King or not, right? It doesn't really matter. And to keep giving these guys attention, it's kind of silly, right? My point has just been the same, and it's been the same since day one, right? We're in this critical stage where we're under a microscope by Democrats, Republicans, the FDA, uh, legislators in general. I mean, you've got Duncan, you've got Cole, you've got Johnson, you've got all these guys looking at us, right? You've got advocates within the industry looking at us. And all we're saying is, hey, during this really crucial time where, frankly, it could go to DEFCON 1 and kind of go away, do us a favor and don't act like an asshole. Maybe not do something like put FDA approved on your labels or release something that says Candy King. And I get your point. I listened to your last show, and I thought your point was great. I think it's really important for the person that walks into a store to look at a shelf and go, oh, Swedish gummy. I really like that flavor, and maybe that will help me stop smoking or keep me from smoking. Let me have that flavor and try it out. It's a completely different philosophy than what my company practices and what many other companies practice, but I don't see a problem with it. My point was simple, and it's still the same. Don't act like an asshole while we're under such an insane time in the existence of electronic cigarettes. Well, we, we've been in an insane time. I mean, we have for years, but and I understand what you're saying. Not really. I, I, well, not, I, really. Oh, not really. Oh, you, we, we haven't been in an insane time. We were in a time of innovation and creativity and pumping things out. When I started, when John was a, a, a consumer and John was not a, a, a competitor, technically, as you would say, Right. There was no restriction. The restriction was, I mean, we, you got to understand it until a couple of years ago, we didn't even have to put a childproof cap on. We were making the stuff in 24 milligram and, you know, a GCC wasn't even a thought. So, no, we weren't under a crucial time. Now we are under a crucial time when you have bipartisan legislators, that are, when you have Democrats and Republicans looking at you and you have all these crazy things happening on the legal side. I'm sorry, but that's when it's a, a crazy time. It was not a crazy time before. It was a great time. You could do great things. You could have a lot of fun. Those times, frankly, just changed for uh, a while. Not here. Not for me. I, I started in 2009, and in 2010, Richard Blumenthal was currently uh, state's attorney here, and he was talking about getting rid of these things. I mean, from that back then, he, he's like, these got to go. They have flavors. They attract children. We were scared shitless here. The only reason we didn't get fucked is because he ran for senator that year, and he and he got he became senator. So when he went to Washington, he said, "Ah, oh, fuck Connecticut." Thank God. But if he didn't win and he remained attorney general, shit, this wouldn't be there'd be no vape shops in Connecticut today. None. There'd be nothing. No, like no nothing. So it yeah. started very, very, very early for us, which was was very concerning. But was, okay, so so. What I, this is what I don't get, and, and please help me understand this. So you're, you're saying this, right? And I understand what you're saying. So you're saying, well, that's why I say this about – let's say you come across a juice company that's clearly ripping off uh, uh, intellectual property and trademark infringement. You think it's wrong, and you got to say something about it. 
But my, my question to you is, and all of you that are doing it, why is it only e-liquid companies? Why is, why is Unleashed Vapors getting away with selling drip caps with fucking Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z cartoons on it and fucking they have the, all the NFL trademark team names on them? Why is nobody <laughs> saying anything about that? I mean, seriously, if, you, if you're going if, if, if to go after one part uh, of listen, the industry... I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you, right? I think, look, and, and you see it in every market, right? It's not just, it's not just you know, the electronic cigarette industry. It's every single market, right? Go to any swap meet and you'll find a pair of sandals with you know, your favorite sports team on it. So it happens in every industry, right? Policing, it's hard. You know, policing everything that we've got to police right now is extra hard. It'd be great if they didn't. You know, a lot of times, I mean, look, you see the squonk boxes and they've got Yoda on the front of them. You know, it's like, they're small batch, small run stuff. Sometimes this stuff comes from China. It's huge batches. Uh, who am I to, to, to pass judgment there, right? Well, number one, I'm not a hardware guy, so I don't really know. Number two, you know, it doesn't seem to get circulated the same way. Uh, so it probably doesn't get the same attention. But I don't disagree with your point, right? I mean, IP infringement is IP infringement. Nobody wants that to happen to them. You know, nobody wants to be ripped off. And that's why we've tried to kind of take the path that we've taken. I mean, we were early on a, a, a juice company that came from a brand of, of liquor, right? I mean, our, our first uh, e-liquid was named after my son, and my son's name happens to be the same as a very popular liquor company. We went down that path and, you know, we got rattled and we went, you know, it's not really the path we want our business to take, but it wasn't really a business then. It was kind of a hobby that we were sort of making money with and we were sort of enthusiasts. So to answer your question, I don't think there's anything wrong with passing judgment on infringing on people's intellectual property. I think that it should be encouraged to help kind of stop it, but, you know, to, 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 to shine light on why hardware and, and why not juice. I have I have no logical answer. You would think that it would be hypercritical the the opposing way. Well, I'll, and you know it's crazy, and, and and that's why I'm always screaming. Vapors are fucking hypocrites. I'll see a vapor on uh, YouTube or fucking Instagram or somewhere complaining about a juice. Oh, that Candy King stealing IP. Uh, they're they're claiming about IP fucking ripping off trademarks, all this shit, and they're sitting there vaping on a fucking mod that has Darth Vader on it. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what, what kind of fucking? I just tried to be crazy. It. You get it? Okay, so we understand. Yeah, so that's actually. I mean, I also get that, you know, usually, and look, you know, your show is viewed by a quarter of a quarter of a quarter of a percent of people that actually vape, right? I mean, the online community is so small in comparison to the actual marketplace, right? Sure, absolutely. And you start talking about worldwide marketplace, you, it's, like a, it's like a drop in the notion, right? And so all of our complaining online is really seen within our little ecosystem. And, and, you know, all of our advertising is like within our ecosystem, right? That's why we go to such extravagant measures to, to market the way that we do as, as you know, Saver Vape. But, you know, for, for, for the people making videos and stuff like that, it's like, man, it, it's such a small portion of the market and to scream and holler and complain about it. It's like really, you know, for me, when I'm complaining about this stuff online, it's almost more venting, right? It's venting amongst a, a group of people that tend to agree with me. So do I think it's making a difference? Do I think I'm changing the world? Absolutely not. And if I really wanted to, I'd just call the guys over at Dripmore and ask them what the fuck they're doing. But at the end of the day, does it really impact my, my bottom line? Does it, does, it, does it hurt anybody? No, man. Do I care? Not really, right? What I care about is just that people sort of behave during this critical time of evaluation. I have this question for you. I, I, I have to know. Sure. Because I think one of the worst trademark infringing companies I've seen 
is fucking Nilla Vapors, and nobody says a thing about it. Why does nobody call out Nilla Vapors? Nobody does. Uh, listen, I know John uh, personally. I think there's a lot of companies, right? I mean, I, very rarely will you see me. I mean, um, you know, I think with uh, whatever gummy flavor we were just talking about, uh, I, you know, very rarely will you see me like actually center onto one company, right? See, I like to focus on the problem and not on the. You don't the have to actual, see, Lonnie. You, you don't know, have to say that is the problem, right? But <laughs> you don't have to say anymore, Lonnie. Now, Seaflitz, uh, it's his buddy. He doesn't want to say anything about his buddy's company. So that, I just wanted to know why, because I'm like, no, how no, the hell? Listen, did... <laughs> it's not, he's, he's an acquaintance of mine. You know, I, I know him. We've talked. Look, I think that whether it's it's that company or another company or whatever it may be, right? I mean, there's again, it's still my same point, right? There's a fine line. Companies that I'm particularly close to that have packaging, you know, there's a lot of us that are rebranding stuff and re-releasing stuff so that we can, you know, have kind of rejuvenated products on the market. And I'll see the stuff before it hits the market. I give them a call. I go, hey man, you're you're walking a fine line here, right? And I think they, you know, Nilla is one of those fine line companies. But he went over the line. Fine line, my ass. He's way over the line. (laughs) Come on, Lottie. You're a smart guy. It goes back to the Candy King thing, right? It goes back to the Candy King thing. It's like, look, man, you're infringing on somebody's IP. Did they send you a letter? Did you get away with it? Did you settle with them? There's all these factors in it, right? You take those factors and you put those to the side and you go, okay, and is it a good look for our industry, right? Like, overall, is it a good look, right? I mean, you're still. You're still doing that. And so if you're asking my opinion, my opinion is no, it's not a good look. And no, it shouldn't happen. And yes, you should take a passive creative creative product development. That's kind of what Saver Vape has done in the past and what we continue to do. Okay. Fair enough. Good answer. I I like your answer so far. (laughs) I like that he's got good answers. Okay. So I have this other question for you because you made a post about... Um, it was in reference to companies that are putting out e-liquids after August 8th, 8th of 2016. Sure. Uh, as it sure. stands, unless your product is FDA approved, if it came out after August 8th, 2016, it's illegal. It's not supposed to be out there. So he, you're, you're right about that. Um, I'm not arguing that. Yeah. But uh, just about 99% of juice companies are still putting out juice. China's still putting out hardware like it, like it didn't even, like nothing even exists. Everybody is still putting out stuff after August 8th. You understand that. Now, now why go after people putting out stuff after August 8th of 2016? Juice company, juice companies you'd mention. I mean, Listen, everybody's doing it, and everybody just comes out and says, oh, this isn't new. We're releasing something. Or, oh, yeah, this is something we made two years ago. And everybody knows that's bullshit. Everybody knows that's, that's complete bullshit. They're, all, they're putting out new juices like there's no law whatsoever. So why even say anything about that? Why do you have an issue with a company doing that? I think you, and I think we talked about this on the phone, I think you misinterpreted my post, right? And, and there's, there's kind of two two answers to this question, right? Okay. Number one is there's a lot of us with reputable businesses that, you know, I mean, I know that when you think juice company, you think little tiny lab in the back of like a roll up garage door warehouse and, you know, maybe a couple guys in like some gowns working, right? I have an entire, you know, accounting division and I've got a compliance division. I've got a whole wholesale team. I've got another whole manufacturing team and a shipping and receiving logistics department, COO. I have a very large company for a small business, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. And so for me, a company that, you know, hopefully gets, you know, some good audits coming up in the future and some, you know, decent press about us, we look to be a real contender in a 2023 
you know, playing field, right? Yep. So for a company like me, right, I have to comply. I don't get a choice, right? Luckily, we had a healthy white label business for years and years. So we do have hundreds and hundreds of SKUs that we were able to kind of reel back in and we were able to release back out. Lots of other companies out there like that, right? Lots of other companies that did partnerships and maybe they found kind of a new hip, cool clothing brand and they said, hey, let's make a juice line together. It didn't work out. They still have those SKUs. They still registered them. They went, you know what? This is going to be new, cool juice company, you know, line number two. And they, they roll it out, right? No problem with that. I get it. You had assets. You want to utilize them for your business. I think that makes sense, right? However you do that. I get that there's still a lot of companies releasing products post-88, right? I mean, it's, it sucks for guys like me that sort of have to play by the rules. The Vapor Sharks, the Vapor Beasts, the Cosmics, the Cutwoods, the Space Jams, right? The guys that go, I want to have a real business that I can either run till the wheels fall off or uh, that maybe one day can be acquired and or sold, right? So we look at those and we go, okay, it sucks for the guys that want to do it right to have a, a real future here. The guys that sort of are in it for the quick cash grab, they don't care. They're like, hey, man, I'm going to release you know, new products. If the FDA pulls the carpet out from this whole thing, I'm still set, right? Because I made a ton of money in between and I can go reinvest that into, you know, maybe the new cool caffeine bubble gum, right? And right. Uh, so they get this sort of like second chance. So for, for real companies, we don't get that, right? We get one set of rules. We have to follow those rules. Hopefully we had some kind of buy me in there like me with my white label or, you know, we've been acquiring um, smaller juice lines that are registered and going, Hey, now this is something I can rebrand and, and roll back out. Right. It sucks. I hate that it's happening. And if it has to happen, do me a favor again, don't do it while we're under this microscope. Just go like finish being a barista until you're a quote unquote mixologist, right? Just wait a couple of months, maybe a year, let the, let the waves kind of settle on the beach and let's see what the FDA says. And so that's what my message really is. If you got to do that quick cash grab, it sort of kills guys like me and it hurts us. And, and it'd be great if you could just sort of hold off on that for a while. But, but, but in all fairness, you're all in it to make money. I, I know there's companies that say we do this, get people off cigarettes. Of course. Yeah. They're full of shit. That, that, the, the getting people off cigarettes is, one of the wonderful aspects of having that type of business, your product is people off cigarettes. That's great. That's fantastic. And that's, that's a bonus to being in this business. But at the end of the day, you all want to make money. Now, I, I will say this. I am, I am grateful and happy that all these companies are still coming out with products because I'll tell you what's happened in the past year. What's happened in the past year is devices like the Jewel, uh, the Fix, um, Limitless makes that I can't remember the name, but the one for Limitless. There's all kinds of them. There's all these all-in-one yeah. devices now that utilize the salt e-liquids. Mr. Salty, you've heard of Mr. Salty, I'm sure. Um, and all of this, of yes, and all of this. So this is this has been the revolution we've had with getting. This has been the best products we've had to get people that don't give a shit about a Grim Green or a Me or a Flitzanu or a Ruby Roo or anybody like that or even this online thing to get off cigarettes. It's, it's a wonderful device. And all this stuff came out within the past year. So I'm grateful that that nobody's following that because we wouldn't have these great products we have now that are getting people off cigarettes. That's, that's not actually true, though. What do you mean that's so not true? Fix came out, the fix came out pre-August 8th. I was one of the, the first adopters. I mean, I remember when David Lee brought it up to me. He's selling it at a trade show. The Jewel was widely circulated pre-August 8th, um, I mean, I could name off 10 distributors that 
had it sitting in their warehouse and guys that were okay, selling understood. it. But what about, just had a full rollout, but, but, but especially, the 50... especially PAC, who did a very large national rollout. And, you know, Limitless, I can't really speak to. I don't, I don't know those guys very well. But my point is, your fact isn't correct, actually. It's, it's those companies did roll out pre-August 8th. Mr. Salty came out pre-August 8th? I, I don't know. It came out after Jewel, August 8th. And the, you're Jewel right. You're, definitely came out. Okay, yes, yeah, so the Jewel the Fix. But, but I, again, I see your point, and your point is innovation happens after August 8th, and that's always been and why I've always respected Phil Damon and the guys that are arguing the Lost Art lawsuit out of Los Angeles. Uh, the, you know, that trial should be starting up here pretty soon. It's, you know, harm reduction via technology, right? And And I still agree with that argument. If you can't innovate, and we talked about this on the phone also, right? If you can't mm-hmm. innovate, right, we can't continue to push harm reduction, which I am absolutely, and I've never said anything sideways from it, I'm absolutely in business to make money. Now, I'm very blessed that I get to do that in a way that helps hopefully millions of people through my career. My company, the same philosophy, right? We're in business to make money. Glad we get to help people along the way. It's absolutely horrible and the FDA and the local governments and the state governments should be ashamed of themselves for stifling technology because this technology actually saves lives. Right. And so if there's people that are still doing it, you know, I can only get so mad at that because again, my goal is to help people and make money, right? That's my personal goal. I'm a business owner. I want to make money. I love that. I get to help people while I make money. Right. However, there's new products rolling out. It sort of hurts me in a weird, odd way, right? We have great product sets that people seem to love all over the world. You're one of them. I love to keep it that way. You know, I think what a lot of manufacturers don't say, and, you know, I'll be one of them to actually say it, is it sucks because we have these products that are on the market pre-August 8th, and we sort of get to corner the market if nothing new comes out. Right. Well, listen, a lot of it's the juice really companies, great, right? yeah, a I lot mean, of the juice, and they don't want August 8th, they, they want that to go away. They really don't. They want it to stay because they don't want competition, but. No, but listen, I mean, Cole Bishop is probably not going to make it, right? Let's just right. be honest about it. It hasn't nope. made it this far. It's That's probably right. not going to make it. You know, the chance of getting the predicate date may be very, very slim, right? Hopefully it does. I'm hoping it does, but will it? I would probably hedge a bet against, right? Well, yes. And, and, Is August 8th going to be there forever? No. Highly unlikely, right? No. Nope. It was a date that the government rolled out, the FDA rolled out, just said, hey, man, we need to put a stop on this, right, right now until we can figure out what to do with this. And now, look, they're, like I said, we're in this weird, dangerous time where Democrats and policymakers are sitting down negotiating things. And let me tell you something. Gottlieb is going to put a stop to all of this, and there has been talk I don't know why, but there has been talk of people saying Gottlieb might ban flavors. Now, here's what Gottlieb's going to do, because I've been right about Donald Trump. I've been right about all this for forever, saying this for months and months on my show, and everything I said turned out to be fucking right. But <laughs> here's, here's what's going on with, uh, with uh, Gottlieb, okay? He's not going to ban flavors. Let me tell you why, because I don't think people understand. Gottlieb, before he even got this gig at the FDA— own stock in Cure Vaporium. Cure Vaporium has stores all over the place. There's a Cure Vaporium here. They're everywhere. I don't know. There's, there's this huge fucking uh, uh, chain of uh, vape shops. Now, he understands, because he was an investor in that business, he understands the importance of flavors and, and that they can't... There's no, he's not fucking banning flavors. You people are nuts. The only thing that I would be a little concerned about is him cutting the nicotine, that is what you guys should be concerned about because he's already talking about cutting nicotine in cigarettes. 
Um, if I, I, I don't think that he would cut it dramatically in e-liquid, but he very well could, or he could say, listen, this, this device has to be used. If it's a way to get people off cigarettes, then it has to be used to step people down off nicotine. And I could see him allowing maybe only six milligram or, or below or, or, or something like that. That's what you guys, people should be watching out for, not flavors. He's not going to fucking ban flavors. So I got two quick questions for Lonnie, because I know he has to go, and, and I, and I, I got to so get... I, again, I think that's a philosophical statement, though, right? I mean, again, you're <laughs> You're predicting what the FDA is going to say. And again, yep. you're assuming that the regulations stay with the FDA, right? Which hopefully through the efforts well, where of are they the gonna go FDA they and many others, right, the regulations do not stay with the FDA. Okay, what we what, need to happen wait, wait. what most people don't talk about. Where do they go? go? Where, where do they go? Who's, who's going to so, – so if the FDA is not regulating they it – They go to law. What do you mean go to law? They go to law. They get out of the FDA. The FDA failed to coordinate with local and state government. Yes, that's true. If you look up the EBCA and you look up their efforts, right, mm-hmm. they are working to show that the FDA didn't coordinate. The, the thing that we need more than anything is to get vaping out of the FDA land and into its own law land, right, which is essentially sure. the, the Congressman Hunter's uh, proposal, right? We need legislation that says, Hey, FDA, we don't need you for this. Go ahead and regulate cigarettes and tobacco products so you're blue in the face. But here, it needs to land over here in its own law, right? Because Gottlieb could be your, your saving grace and your shining star. But at the end of the day, Trump is still a wild card. And ultimately, if he gets impeached, and let's be honest about it, it's not that crazy of a thought, right? <laughs> oh, if Trump gets impeached, <laughs> right, Gottlieb gets taken out and somebody else gets put in. And those regulations just change overnight on us. I, I highly doubt Donald Trump's getting so, impeached, but that's a whole other conversation. But listen, uh, again, but, totally but, philosophical question, right? Yes, but, but again, the point is that even when Donald Trump just leaves office, right, mm-hmm. and a new FDA commissioner comes in, mm-hmm. if that guy has a hair up his ass, he just goes, you know what? I think I don't like these regulations. I'm going to go ahead and change them. Well, under, I, so I just, the goal, the fight for everyone should be how do we support getting these out of the FDA and into its own law. But there's that's but, what nobody really talks about and that's what the conversation should be. Well, but there's they're still going to have to have some sort of regulatory committee. They're just going to they're going to have to have, then they'd have to create something like the FDA, but it's for e-cigarettes. I mean that, that they're not just going to create a law and say that's it. They're going to because we I mean we're what we're use there's a there's nicotine in it. It's a drug. That's not going to happen. But and I and I do think I I think you're right what I think is going to happen is, is I think the FDA is going to regulate it, but they're going to make a whole new category. Everything that's been done is going to be erased, and they're going to make a whole new category specifically for e-cigarettes. Even that would be better than what's going on right now. I well, know. I can tell you that the current plans and the current negotiations, that's not what the playing field looks like, right? If it stays with the FDA, that is, that is not their, their intention. So the goal should be and the support should be to get it out of the FDA's hand and into hunter legislation which looks a lot more promising for us not only does it look more promising for us but most of the prominent attorneys that are standing behind us azim phil damon greg troutman guys that have been very successful in vapor business cases all agree and including the cyclops guys that just filed their lawsuit and just had their hearing last week so the goal again should not be to move a predicate date i mean again i hope that that happens but the goal should be to get regulation out of the FDA and into its own law.
Well, good luck with that. Listen, I'd love, I'd really love to see that, but I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. But anyway, let me. Okay, I, I want to ask you two more quick things. First one, you had made comments on your Facebook sure. about uh, there was uh, a conventions having cloud comps and vape models and how it's got to fucking stop. Now, I want to say number one, I have been insulting cloud comps for years. I think they're the <laughs> stupidest fucking thing ever i've been attacked for it i've gotten emails like how dare you i've gotten people tell me oh get it shut up kevin uh fucking if that's what keeps them off cigarettes they're doing i think cloud comps are the dumbest fucking thing ever invented and i have for years so i can't disagree with you on that one because i think they're fucking dumb but the one uh with, with yeah. we shouldn't have vape models now i was thinking about that I was really thinking about that. Now, now, so you understand Flitzanu, you know, he, Lonnie feels like we have a close eye being watched on us by our government, which we do, and having vape models at these conventions just makes us look bad overall. But I thought about that over the weekend, and I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. If you go to fucking any auto show, New York auto show, Detroit auto show, anyone, they have models. If you go to uh, um, they do. Yeah. pretty much 90% right. of conventions have models. So yeah. I don't know. Yep. I mean, we should maybe yeah. leave the models alone. <laughs> right? Yeah. How I, many of them have the FDA <clears throat> personnel walking through? Well, I, listen, I don't think the FDA, I think the FDA understands that models are used to sell products in every single industry. I mean, one of the most popular Super Bowl, sure. Super Bowl commercials is when Hardee's and Carl's Jr. has that fucking so hot model. Is, I mean, it's, if I understand right, what you're saying is you understand that the negative side of the models and the cloud blowing contest and how we could be viewed for that just right now. Again, I'm not, look again, remember my stance is just until the dust up. Right. I understand. I'm yeah. the guy that brought 14 midgets to a convention. Used to strip everyone down. Given that I handed out alcohol, I had a blast at conventions. Conventions were our business for years and years and years. And we probably did them better than anyone else. I love them. I have fun at them. I love interacting with consumers. And I definitely love Pretty Girl. But all I'm saying is during this really crucial time, maybe we should tailor back on blowing flat, fat clouds and hoverboards and vape models and maybe just kind of use these things as a, you know, a place where we can show, hey, it's not that bad. Okay, so, so my answer to that is cloud comps always made us look stupid. doesn't matter if they're on YouTube at a vape yep. shop. Uh, there was a video I just saw last week where a vape shop was doing a cloud comp, and there's two, like, 9- or 10-year-olds standing right there. And, and people, yeah, I thought, you see it, uh, and people are, are going, oh, what the fuck? And they're yeah. like, oh, what's what do you mean? What's, that's the most insane thing. I don't know how they don't see a problem with that. So, yeah. I, I, yes, if the FDA sees a bunch of morons doing a cloud comp, uh, yeah, that that's a big problem. I agree with that. They've already seen it, right? Should, should, they, they, they've seen it. Should, that's yeah. the point. They've already seen it. They've seen the models. They've seen the cloud comps. They've seen the, the midgets. They've seen it, right? Like, I was part of the problem. The, the, the I think my point there and part of my post was, Clean up your act, right? Like, if I can do it, if I can lead by example, so can anyone else, right? It kills us. That's, like, one of our primary marketing things for all of the big guys, right, is we get out there and we do trade shows. We still do these things in other countries, right? I'm flying out to South Africa. Next Monday I'll be in, you know, South Africa doing the same thing I used to do here there, right? The difference is the fucking FDA is not staring down our shoulders going, like, all right, cool, what else are they doing? Right. What other little item can I find? Right. And especially the states. Right. On, on that one, it's not really the FDA as much as it is the states. And that's where I get concerned. And I think that anybody that says, like, it could be in a white box and they would still regulate it. Yeah, of course. Right. But you're just giving them more ammunition. 
right? Well, that, that, and this is probably one of those times where you want to go back and go, hey, look, it, we've cleaned up our act. Here's kind of how we are now. You know, when it was in its infancy, we acted like assholes and jackasses. It was a ton of fun. Thanks for helping us see the way. And here's the act that we put on now. Well, unfortunately, it, if we put everything in white boxes and stopped vape conventions and, and everything went away, they'd still viciously go after it because it that gives them a visual. That's all it does. They've been after the flavors since this came out, and that's their main point, and, that, and it's sure. flavors, flavors. You're, as far as they're concerned, you're targeting children by having a raspberry dragon fruit Listen, iced tea I liquid. the MSA. Right. That's the bottom line is I impact a bunch of backdoor tobacco deals and I impact the MSA. I impact tax dollars. I impact medical care and insurance companies. And you know what? There's a million other companies like me that do that. And they're starting to feel the burn. And those backdoor deals that they did for years and years. Right. There's they're starting to question those deals and bonds are starting to come around and it's starting to become a real time. And now they're going like, oh, my God, we, we've got to go after these guys. And so giving them more is just not the best option, right? If you were in white boxes, they'd be like, look at these white boxes and all the damage they're doing. I get it, right? But when you give them something with gummy worms on the front of it and what looks like the 4th of July, they go, they actually have something tangible to be like, look, this really is a problem. Like, we're not just bullshitting. Like, it really is a problem. And there's this study that we made up. And, and so I think you give them the least amount of ammo you can give them. Not forever, but just until you get through it. Are you worried about the retaliation that you're going to be getting from vape models by the comment you made of they shouldn't be at vape conventions? Does that concern you? Because they have a lot of sharp claws. Mo- I know they, they get their nails done. Like they get those stiletto nails. Is that a real thing? Listen, and a lot I mean, of... I have friends in the industry. Uh, Camille over at Buckshot is a good friend of mine, and she is a actual model. I mean, she was before and after. I don't know that vape model quote unquote is like a thing oh absolutely uh, there, it there, is and I offended anybody I certainly apologize there are like, there no don't I apologize <laughs> no, don't apologize there are there are vape model indi- yeah. there are vape model uh, um um companies that actually bring on vape models and get them work and a lot of these vape models live in California which shocks you're out in California I mean I'm sure you have come across your fair share of vape models and there's quite a bit of them. And, Unfortunately, uh, sir, I can assure you that we have not. Uh, <laughs> I think that there's a, uh, there's a perception of California that, that doesn't exist. Right? I mean, yes, we all, most of the big companies that are from California happen to be in this weird little L.A. O.C. area kind of circle, right? And, uh, you know, as much as you would think that there's just like chaos and e-juice falling from the sky, it's, it's actually pretty normal out here. And business is pretty healthy. And a lot of them are Asian. Um, sort of low-key sounds racist, but no, I mean. I'm just just playing with you. Okay, so uh, anyway, um, are you still there? Okay, he's there. Okay, so one last question for you, Lonnie, and then I'll let you go. One last question. Where is it? Here it is. Okay, you use unicorn bottles for your bottling, correct? Hello? Flitz, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What happened to Lonnie? He went away. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he got scared by the Asian. 
I, yeah, well, you know, there's a comedian that said something about that one time. It's like, it's not racist to say there's a lot of Asians in this restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's it's racist if you say, why the fuck are there so many fucking Asians in this restaurant? Right. Like, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Lottie, but you But not there? just observing. Hello? Shit, where the hell do you go? Oh, wait a minute. The thing's like cutting on and off. God damn it, I have one more question for him. It's not working. Hang on. Talk. I'm here. Uh, I'm just seeing if Lonnie comes in. Lonnie, are you there? Hello? It says he's on, but there's nothing going on. Oh, well. All right. That's okay. That sucks. I just want to ask him about unicorn bottles and glass bottles, but that's fine. No big deal. Uh, I'll just tell him his phone cut out. It's your phone cut out. Oh, well. Your phone that I put cut out. I can't even spell. I'm too medic. <laughs> I'm too medicated tonight. <laughs> well, you be- you better fucking spell it right because you know what happens. Yeah. So uh, that's fine. I every everything I want to get. On. I thank thank you, Lonnie, for coming in. He has or for coming on the show. He has uh, SVRF Save Your Vape, I believe it's called, and the other two juices. Ah, eh, but that's satisfying. It's delicious. It's a fucking. Uh, it's a tea. Or it's a raspberry dragon fruit tea and it is good flits on it really is it's a good fucking juice i enjoy it so before we get to flits on vacation i have a question since you know this guy and mm. i don't understand so uh-oh <laughs> oh i was gonna ask lonnie too if he considered vape uh, if he thought vape reviewers uh do you consider being a vape reviewer a job? <laughs> I wanted to ask oh. him that too. <laughs> oh well. Oh, he's listen. He's trying to be politically correct. Yeah, listen. I'm glad he came on. But anyway, um, so Grim Green's going nuts about this uh, recoil. China uh, made a recoil, and he's all upset. Now, I find this fascinating because him and Ruby are promoting people to buy Velocity clones, and uh, he has uh, promoted other clones. And now why? Now, he's saying that it's not that they cloned it. He's saying that he feels like it... Uh, hang on. Oh, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, it, was some, it's, it's, uh, it was about shops intentionally selling clones as being authentic. I, that was the gist of what I was reading. Well, what 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 his argument is is, uh, hang on, I'm just gonna tell Lonnie, no problem. Thanks for coming on. I don't know what's going on with the phone line. Thanks. I think, I think he would just wanted to go. I think he had enough, but that's fine. He came out a little bit. Thanks for coming on. Oh my God. What he was saying was that it's not the clone. It's the uh, it's the fact that they're trying to put it off as an authentic, like they're trying right. to make stores believe. Well, this is an authentic uh, uh, recoil version two. I think they say whatever it is, and then people are believing it. Um, I don't believe that for a fucking second. I believe, and and rightly, don't get me wrong, rightly so. He's pissed off because it just killed his sales. Now they're gonna sell a, a dripper that's probably just as good as the one he has out there, same quality and everything for half the price. And yes, now it's going to hurt his recoil sales dramatically. And the new you know, and the new one he's coming out with, another person coming out with a new product, nobody says anything. Um, 
that they'll probably do the same thing as well. And yes, it does suck. It absolutely sucks. I, I don't blame him for being pissed off, but call it what it is. Fucking don't sit there and talk about, oh, no, it's because they're trying to pass them off. as all that. No, you're pissed off because they cloned your product, and now you're going to lose a lot of money because they did that. And, and, I, and it's totally understandable. But I think he doesn't want to come off as a hypocrite by saying that. So he's not saying that and saying, well, they, whatever. It is what it is. Listen, this is what happens. Now, now, Nick, do you understand why Dino and Cisco were so mad when you guys were promoting people to buy a Velocity clone? Do you understand why they were so mad now? Do you get it now, now that it's happening to you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know, I know there was a picture. Um, it was, I think this was kind of happening right before I left um, that they, that uh, I, I guess a Chinese company released a recoil version 2 which they don't actually have right. a recoil version to. And um, and that the packaging, you know, it looked authentic. It looked like a, the real deal. And people were, I guess, messaging them, you know, like, hey, why, you know, why are they getting it first in Asia? Blah, 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 blah. And so I I think, you know, I, I, and I don't know, because I, I mean, I can't speak for him. I, I haven't really talked to him about it. But, you know, it's it something like that. I I know it's it's not incredibly different, but I think that things like that can be very confusing for a consumer, kind of like the conversation earlier about how we're the, you know, the internet community is like the 1% of vapors. And if nobody is on the internet, if somebody walks in a shop and, you know, they had bought a recoil for what, you know, and they loved it and they see, Oh, recoil version two, I'm going to buy this. And they're going to think that it's the real deal because they're, you know, they're going to have no clue about the, the whole internet society stuff. And, um, so, like, I, I think that is a valid concern. Um, I mean, I think it, all it's of one it of those is. things everybody's all fought a, forever. It's all a concern. And it's never going to change. He, he's, he's, uh, yes, that's a concern, but it's also because, oh, shit, now they're coming out with my fucking dripper that's going to be the same but half the price. There goes my dripper sales. It's that as well. It right. sucks when you have you invest all this money and have something out there, and China rips it off. Yeah. It's that simple. And just be honest, dude. I guess that's the honest <laughs> truth. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Just you know what's and if someone says you're a hypocrite, say fine, I'm a fucking hypocrite then. I'm a hypocrite. You're right. I'm an absolute hypocrite. Now that it happened to me, I get it. And listen, a lot of people in life make that mistake. Until something happens to them, they don't get it. They don't understand. But then when it happens to them, they go, Oh my god, it happened to me. Now I get it. Now I understand why you know, that's all it is. Right. That, it, yeah, there is there's definitely it's a different perspective, you know, if uh, you know, because for me, like that's a totally alien thing because I don't make products. I don't sell things, you know, like I I don't know how to. I mean, I, I can say I can sympathize, but like that doesn't personally affect me. And so I I would say that I don't have an honest reaction to that because it doesn't affect me. And like you're saying, until it does affect you, then you don't really know, you know, like you just kind of have an outside perspective of what you think that means. But then once it does happen, then you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. That's, that's a really bad thing. Right. And before I forget, um, coming soon is uh das just bean. <laughs> oh really? I, yes. You got him back on the show. I, I've reached out to him and, uh, Oh my God. I think he wants to comment on the rip trippers rap and, and, uh, some other stuff. So, uh, yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> that's just me just gonna I I almost forgot about that guy. Yeah. He's coming back. He's definitely coming back. So uh you went to Europe for two fucking weeks. You went there for two weeks. Yes. Did you go to by yourself or did you bring somebody with you? 
Uh, no, I went by myself. You weren't worried about going. Now, fuck. I mean, you're. In a, you listen. I I've seen that uh, uh, fucking show where people travel uh, out, outside the United States and fucked up shit happens and they get locked up, um, locked uh, up abroad, host, like hostile, locked up abroad. So th- now, oh, that's yes. So now you're there by yourself, which is I think yes. fucking crazy. I wondered that the whole time I saw your pictures on Facebook. I'm like, is, does he have somebody with him or is he there by himself? So you went by yourself. And you went where? You went to the? Uh, did you go to UK first? I w- yeah, I was just specifically in the UK. Like I didn't, I didn't go to the other side of Europe. Like I, uh, I went to Scotland first. Yep. Uh, I was in Scotland for three days, and then the rest of the time I was down in England. Okay. So now you- I did. I met people in England. Like I, I traveled alone. But once I got to England, like I had friends over there that I stayed with for the the week that I was in England. Okay. So I, I mean, I, so technically, yes, I did travel alone, but I did spend, uh, you know, three quarters of the time I was with people. Did you get to, uh, see, I get you 69. Yes. I finally met. I get you 69. Is he not not a wonderful guy? Super, super nice. I feel like I might be one of the very few Americans that have actually met him. Yes. I don't know how many actually have, but yeah, I got a picture with him. Um, He's very tall. Yes. He's six four, six five. You know, something like he's a very tall guy. Um, super, super knife, knife, nice. Um, his wife is super sweet. Um, I didn't get a lot of time to talk to him because he he's still a showstopper. You know, he it's you know we were there and everybody starts texting like, oh my god, Scott's here, Scott's here, and so everybody you know and there and honestly there weren't a lot of people there, but it was enough to you know like he was pretty occupied so right. Um, I, I kind of talked to him before that, you know, I was like, Hey, I'm going to come over. We'll get a picture, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I went up and hugged him, got a picture. And then, you know, I, so I didn't get a lot of time to talk cause he was, he was very busy. Now, but, now when know, I, I mean, when I go there uh, next summer, uh, I will be meeting up with them and we'll be having a beer or maybe two or three because, uh, that was the deal he made with me. If I ever come over there, he'll, uh, meet me up. Uh, he'll meet up with me and have a drink, which will be oh, wonderful. nice. Yes. That's wonderful. Um, I'm very, yeah. I'm very excited to meet Scott. I love Scott. I, I, I think he's a great guy. I had him on my show years ago, and uh, he was funny. He was fun to talk to, and uh, yeah, you're right. He is a legend, a legend when it comes to all this. Uh, so he, yeah, he's uh, I because I credit him. He was one of the first people that I talked to uh, back on ECF. Um, whenever I was deciding what kit to buy first, um, it was his opinion and another guy named Terrafon. Yep. That I've actually met, and yeah, uh, Terrafon. You know, <laughs> yeah, Terrafon. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, it was Scott and Terrafon. They were the two people that I talked to on ECF um, and on YouTube about the one that I was going to buy. So I yep. credit them as being my my vape fathers. So <laughs> yeah, so I've got to meet both of my my vape parents. So that's wonderful. That's awesome. That is wonderful. So you got to go. I I, I don't even ask to have to ask you about the beer because it's the the beer over there blows away the beer here. It's just that simple. Yeah. And you have to, you know, it's funny because, um, you don't think about it. Like, you know, it was in my head that they drink pints, you know, you drink a pint of beer and you hear it, but you don't really put that into perspective that literally every beer that you get is 16 ounces of beer. So if you drink four beers, you've now drank 64 ounces of beer. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) 
it's a lot of volume of liquid. So yeah. that was the only thing I, I didn't really put into perspective on on drinking beer. Just like, Jesus Christ, this is a lot of liquid to drink. So, but yeah, all the beer was really good. I, I couldn't even tell you what I tried. It was mostly like, hey, do you want a beer? And I'd be like, yeah, just, you know, whatever you're having. So right. that way I could kind of try different things. And uh, and you also you got to remember that American beer over there is import beer. Right. So like all the all the fancy beer that we get that's import here is normal for them. So uh, I had a friend that made the mistake once whenever he went over there that he got an import and they gave him a Budweiser. And he was like, oh, yeah, because Budweiser didn't import over here. Right. Right. So, yeah. What about the food? Uh, food was amazing. Um, I I would say everything that I ate was really, really good. Uh, I, you know, and I don't get into the whole uh uh, chemicals and food and this is bad for you and don't eat this and high fructose corn syrup and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Their food definitely tastes less processed because okay. um, they do have, you know, because they don't have an FDA. I mean, they have a, you know, an advisory board, but they don't, the FDA doesn't apply to them. Right. So they have different rules. Um, and I think theirs are much stricter on things that they're, that they're doing to their food and putting in food. And, um, so a lot of the food, it seemed to be a little fresher and more kind of, I guess, direct to source instead of, you know, coming from another country and being frozen for weeks and blah, blah, blah. So I, it seemed like a lot of the food was definitely much more fresh and uh, and everything was really, really good. Um, the candy is amazing. The, uh, the, the chocolate that they have, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it's Belgian chocolate, like, cause they're very close to Belgium. So maybe they get fancy Belgian chocolate or something, but all the chocolate and all the regular candy bars is just amazing. It's so much better than ours. What about the people? Were they, uh, receptive to you or some like, you know, the fuck you doing here, American? I mean, uh, <laughs> how, how, how are the people in general? It's see, and that was another interesting thing. Um, because, uh, I have blue hair right now. Like my hair is really dark blue and it kind of stand, you know, I generally stand out in a crowd anyway. And I was kind of concerned because, you know, I'll get shit here and there, you know, like being in America, people will, you know, it's usually under the breath comments about what, you know, whatever. So, so I'm used to that, but I'm like, if I'm going to another country, like I don't want to, uh, I don't want to give a perception of like, I'm stupid or like I'm uh, a criminal or, you know, like, I don't yeah. want to have that appearance of, you know, of not being a normal person. And so I'd ask my friends about it and they're like, why, you know, about changing my hair color. And they were like, why would you change your hair? And you're like, uh, cause they had said, and it, it turned out to be very true. They're like, our country is so much more progressive than yours. No one is going to notice. Right. And it was very true. Like everybody, <laughs> and this will, this will all come back around. Um, everybody over there was so nice. Like strangers were nice. Uh, all the, like so many old people and, and I'm not being an ageist, but like actual old people, like 60s, 70s, 80s, like they were all super nice. Like they would smile and, and you know, like no one said anything about my hair. It was, it was literally as if my hair was just as normal as anything else. And my clothes were just as normal as anyone else's. Um, Strangers were friendly. The The security at the airports were amazingly friendly. Train station employees were friendly. Um, like, it's funny. Like, literally every single person in that country was super, super nice. And right. 
And to back up that point, like as soon as I got back in the, into the United States, as soon as I landed back in America, everybody was a dick. Like it was within five <laughs> minutes. Every like all the strangers in the crowd, like everybody knew everything. Everybody, you know, like I was literally standing in a line and, you know, and I was like, am I is this the right place? And everybody's like, oh, no, you need to be in this line. I'm like, oh, well, were you here before me? Knowing that they literally weren't because I was in front of them. And they're like, no, you have to get in the back of the line. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm definitely in America. And then TSA, all the TSA. I love the TSA for what they do. They're keeping us safe. That's great. But they're all dicks. Like every single one of them, they yep. were super, super rude. And comparatively over there, you know, when I had a problem, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm a dumb American and I literally I have no where am I supposed to go? They would walk me over there and help me like they would basically hold my hand and, and lead me into what I needed to do to get through security, to get through customs and all that stuff. Um, so it's it's very night and day. And I really didn't expect it to be that different, but it it was it was so culturally different that everybody was just very polite and very, very nice. Yeah. You know, I, when I was uh, in California in December and I was flying back going, uh, <clears throat> I was LAX, I was going through TSA. I could see that they were forming a line of one line was people that I guess they felt would be okay. They just had to walk through this detector thing and that was it. Yeah. And then another line where people had to go stand in this thing and do this whole goddamn thing. So, right. you know, I'm I'm assuming that I'm going to be in the line, you know, look at me. Uh, oh, right. no. I walked up the guy. You go. He put me in the, I guess, the I could be a bad person line. And uh, <laughs> then he was yelling at me to take my watch off. Right. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do with it? He goes, you can't bring that. I, I have one of those Samsung watches, right? The, the fucking... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He says, well, what do you mean I can't bring it? He goes, yeah, you can't bring that. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what is this guy fucking nuts? I'm not going to leave my watch behind. So yeah. I, I, I put the watch in with the other stuff, and, and, and it comes through, and I just took it and put it in my pocket. I, I, they were just fucking assholes. And I wasn't yeah. doing it. I was being as nice as nice could be. Um, and, yeah, no matter what you say, you're rubbing in the wrong way. But I, I know from my experience talking with people from the UK just being in this industry over how many years we've been doing this. They're wonderful people. They're very nice people. Um, they're, they're, they're great. I mean, it, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a whole new world there. And that's really, I want to visit it because I, I think the people are wonderful. I want to, there's a lot of things I want to see. I have a lot of, of people I've made friends with over there that I would love to uh, hang out with. And uh, what, what about the women though? Where, uh, did, did you meet anybody? <laughs> did you, did you hook up? Did you, are, I didn't like I didn't have time like oh. everybody uh, everybody had kind of suggested that they're like oh you need to go you know have some one night stands over in, in England or in yeah. Scotland and it's like I, I just I literally just didn't have time and so I will say and it's funny because I, I had some friends kind of see this as being an offensive statement that when I was in London like I have never seen women more beautiful than I have in London right. and but the funny thing is, a lot of people said all those hot women that were in London are not from London, that they're all from somewhere else. But, uh, yeah, like London and, and it, it could be the same thing like in New York, you know, like where there are people are well dressed or they have money or, you know, models, actresses, things like that, like in places or like in L.A., you know, where people are going to look beautiful, like 
there were a lot more people in London that were just amazingly gorgeous. And even the guys like I, you know, the yeah. guys were very well dressed. Um, all the men were wearing uh, like tailored suits. They weren't just like from the men's warehouse, you know, right. where you got something yep. that kind of fit them. Yep. Like all the guys that were dressed up, you know, they were they looked really, really sharp. And so there were a lot of very well dressed, well taken care of people. Um, and the rest of the country, I mean, they were all, you know, it was it was just very normal. Like, um, nobody had any strange fashions. Like, uh, you know, nobody was wearing anything that seemed unusual, like no, no weird fashion trends that we don't have. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, so yeah. So as far as that, like everybody was in the rest of the country, London, and a lot of them told me this too. London is, is almost a country in, in itself that it's very different than the rest of the country. Right. And, uh, so it's, you know, like if you go, like if I were to go over there and just spend a week in London, then I'm not experiencing England because you're just experiencing London. It's, it'd be like going to New York City and then never going anywhere else in New York, you know, like because I know Dino lives you know wherever. And, you know, like if I just went to New York City and then I never went to like wherever he lives, like his neighborhood or something like yep. it's vastly different to be in the middle of a big city than it is to be outside of that big city. So, um. Yeah. So it's one of those like I I got a really good taste because I uh, so my my itinerary, I'll, I'll walk you through this one. So I landed in Scotland. Uh, yeah. I went to Inverness in Scotland, which is very, very far up north. And uh, I spent two days. It's that Inverness is right by Loch Ness. Loch Ness. Yes. So, yep. Yeah. So I, I spent two days at Loch Ness. And from there, I went to Edinburgh. And when I was in, I stayed basically a day and a night in Edinburgh and then left the next day. So when I was in Edinburgh, um, the reviewer Todd, uh, Todd's reviews yes. over there in Scotland, Todd came to Edinburgh to meet me and, uh, and another guy named Markski. Um, those two guys came, like they live nearby. So they, they came to the city to come hang out with me all day and, you know, literally never met them. And, um, you know, we talk, but, uh, so I got to hang out with Todd and got to hang out with this other guy, Mark, and they walked me through the city, pointed out all the the sites and, you know, here's this and here's that. And so like super great time. Yep. And um, and then from Edinburgh, I went to Felixstowe, England, uh, which is on the far east coast. Kind of there's a the bigger town next to it is Ipswich. Yep. So it's on the far east coast. Um, and I believe it's by the Black Sea, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't have a map in front of me. I can't remember. Um so I stayed with a friend and his wife there for a couple of days and, uh, you know, they took me around and took me to get food and like had all the proper English dishes that I needed to have. Um, and we, and they lived nearby, uh, Rendlesham forest and Rendlesham forest is another paranormal story. Like there was a UFO encounter that was in Rendlesham forest in the eighties. That was a huge deal over there. Um, and so, you know, it's just a, a visitor thing is like, I want to, I just wanted to go see Rendlesham Forest just to say I've been there right. that way. Whenever I hear the story, I'm like, well, I've, I've been to that forest. <laughs> so, uh, so I went there and then from there I went down to, uh, Seaford, which is very South. Uh, it's on the South coast of England, uh, by a bigger town named Brighton and, uh, went down there and I can't remember if you ever met Gary, uh, Gary came to VaporCon and one, a couple of the vape bashes, um, and uh, I stayed with him for a couple of days and he drove me to Stonehenge. So I got to go see Stonehenge and, uh, you know, drank a lot, had some food. Um, and then from there, I went up to London and stayed with uh, BSP, which I'm pretty, I'm 
I think you remember BSP. Um, I thought he was here in say, America. He visit like he he would come visit and stay for like on a work visa for a few months. But uh, yeah, he's he was he kind of did some back and forth stuff for a while, but he's back over there now. Oh, and okay. uh, so I went and stayed with him for a couple of days and he walked me around London and took me to all the sites. You know, saw uh, Buckingham Palace, saw Big Ben, saw uh, Trafalgar Square, saw London Bridge where, you know, the asshole ran into people, Yep. Um, you know, saw pretty much all the hot spots that were right there in London that I could see. And uh, and then from there, I went out to it's a town called Shrewsbury where they were having vape fest and uh, and then spent two days out there. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was a lot of traveling and a lot of train rides, a lot of bus rides. Um, but I, you know, I got to see basically the tippy top of Scotland all the way to the very south coast of England. So like literally almost the entire, you know, north south of the whole country. Right. And uh, and it's it's small, like looking at it, you know, geographically, it's not a very big place like my state, like Oklahoma is bigger than England. So it's weird to think that you can travel so far. You know, it, it seems like it would be such a great distance, but it's like you could get from Scotland to London or Scotland to England in a matter of hours. Right. So you can see two totally different countries. And um, and it, it's you know, it's very much the same, but it, there there are a lot of differences. Um, the 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 landscapes, the scenery, the you know, the it's it's, it's a little bit different. England is a little more agricultural, I would say a little more a little flatter. And Scotland is definitely more hilly and uh, more mountainous, um, different shades of green. Um, but there's still, you know, the countrysides are are very similar, um, and the weather is very similar in both places. But uh, which is I, usually, and I will say, it's usually raining. What seventy percent of yeah. the time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of dreary weather. Um, it's much cooler there than it is in Oklahoma. Um, but it was still it, it was really weird, like the sky in a lot of the pictures just it looked like it was fake. Like when I was looking at the pictures again, like the sky is just so blue. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, you know, American pollution that makes it not look that color. Like, I don't know. Um, or if it's just further up north, you know, like in the on the globe um, that, you know, that maybe everything is clearer up there. But like the sky is just it's really dramatic and really, really blue. Um, and just everything over there was just beautiful. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, everybody there was amazing. Um, you know, I had strangers in their vape community that, you know, had offered to, uh, to pick me up from London to take me to, uh, Shrewsbury, which was like a three hour drive, you know, people that were going to vape fest, like, you know, somebody was like, oh yeah, I'll just tell me where you're at and I'll come get you and, and drive you out there. That way you don't have to get a train and same thing on the way back. Like I got a hotel at the airport, uh, the night before I was leaving that way, I was right there at the airport to go the next day. And, um, you know, same thing. I had somebody like, yeah, I'm going that way. I'll, you know, I'll take you just whenever you're ready. And, you know, so like everybody was super, super friendly and, um, just a great time. And, uh, it's like, there's so much, uh, so less of a separation of, uh, uh like clicks and groups over there. Like, Nobody, not once did I ever hear anybody, you know, say something about like, why are you using that? Why aren't you using this? Why are, why are you doing that? Right. You know, um, everybody, it was just like, 
hey, this is what I'm using. And like, oh, cool. This is what I use. And nobody compared anything. There were no cloud comps. There was no nothing, you know, <laughs> and uh, and like it. And at dinner, um, there was like this uh, kind of like a riverfront. Um, there's like a river that runs through this town, I guess, like a small river thing or stream lake. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and there's like a, a little restaurant that's right on the edge. And and it was like 60 people from vape fest like all went to dinner together like everybody you know it wasn't like everybody split up into groups of like five or ten people it was like literally all of the main people that were there all went to dinner together everybody was hanging out you know nobody was separated nobody was excluded and it's it it reminded me a lot of the community that we had back in you know 2000 or basically prior to 2014 you know like yeah. everything from 2009 to 2013 ish mm-hmm. when everybody was together like right. that's what it reminded me of right now see i'm gonna have to do a little bit differently than you i'm not taking trains and buses uh that'll drive <laughs> me nuts i i got ocd i go out of my mind uh, right. i i want i want to go there and i think two weeks is a good enough amount of time and yeah. uh i want to rent a car preferably a porsche is what i want to rent because they have a lot of twisty roads there. And yes. uh, I want to drive off. Th- I pretty much do the same thing you did, but have a car and be able to drive right. and, and, and go here and go there. I mean, I, 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 I love driving. Um, being able to drive uh, there just would be fantastic for me. That, that, that would just be a pleasure within itself, never mind everything else and seeing everybody and doing everything. Uh, yeah. So, I, you know, but, but were you were Okay, because there have been a lot of things attacks. happening <laughs> there's been a lot of attacks and 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 you know in, in london and, and and in the uk um did that did, at all were you there like think like okay let's say you were like sitting on a train going somewhere were you concerned like you know what if someone knew you were an american and they looked at it as an opportunity i mean that, that's scary shit there i mean you know what i'm saying that, that didn't worry you right. at all um at it kind of did at first like you know because i i can't say that you know because i'm not a very big person i'm not Uh, there's no way that I would physically defend myself against people, you know, like I would just get injured and go to the hospital. Like there's, you know, I would be in a bad position if something like that, like that had happened. And, uh, I, so I, I tried to stay where people were, you know, like I tried to be in crowds and, you know, like I tried not to, to get too far off by myself in some places. And, and the trains were kind of interesting. Um, a lot of things over there are very, uh, automated, um, they have a lot of cameras. They're very uh, big brother. Like they have cameras in cities. Yep. You know, the police are watching these cameras. Um, the On the trains, they have cameras like in each of the cars. So somebody is kind of monitoring all of that all the time. Right. Like you don't really see a lot of people, but there are definitely a lot of cameras and, and all that stuff is being monitored. Um, so, yeah, the train thing is kind of it was kind of strange at first because it was like there's nobody here, like literally it's just people getting on the trains and anybody could do anything. And then I started looking and I started seeing all the, all the cameras everywhere. And, um, so it is kind of interesting that we over here, we kind of take that as, as an invasion of privacy. You know, it's like, why do we have to have cameras? Why are they watching us? Why are they doing this? Like, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of in the middle on that. Like it kind of makes sense because they have a camera and they can watch everything. Like one person could watch everything instead of having, you know, one person standing in a, in every single car, you know, just waiting for something to happen, you know, and, 
and the fact that everybody was so polite, like I never, I never really felt any danger. Like I never felt like anybody was shady or, you know, like looking for trouble kind of thing. Like everybody just seemed, you know, super nice. Like, um, the, I did have to ride, excuse me. I had to ride the subway, the, uh, the underground tube. Mm -hmm. Um, that one was a little scarier because we don't have like, I mean, even over here, like we don't have trains in Oklahoma. We don't have subways. We don't, you know, we don't have any of that. And so I, I was a little more nervous about that one. Um, just because you have this, you know, perception of what, uh, subways are like, they're just crime filled and, and sketchy and dangerous. And, and even that it was like, I mean, everybody from all walks of life were on there. Like I never saw anybody that looked suspicious. I never saw anybody that looked dangerous. It was just everybody, you know, you're just down there and you're taking the, the subway. Well, it's and, like, uh, you've never been on a subway. Well, that's right. You've no. never been. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I've been, yeah, on, I've been on the subway in New York, uh, quite a few times and yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's not a crime ridden place. It's just every walk of life is in that subway. I mean, it's, right. <laughs> and, and you don't know who the fuck you're going to run into. I mean, uh, right. And, it, and the other thing oh, that's hang interesting on, hang on. is Dino's calling. Hang on a second. Ah! Oh, he's going to give me shit now. There we go. Hello? Dino? You guys doing a show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a show. We're in the middle of our show right now. Did Flitzy find the Loch Ness Monster? Sadly, I did not. I could have saved you a trip, you know. <laughs> I I heard that a lot. Everybody's like, "Yeah, you're not going to fucking find anything over there." <laughs> well, at least he tried. He tried. But now, but so now, what I miss? Uh, nothing. I just had uh, Lonnie on earlier. Um, I got to ask him some questions. Most of the questions I wanted to ask him, uh, and then his phone cut out, but that was fine. And uh, we were talking about. Uh, Grim Green with his uh, recoil and getting all mad about being cloned. Uh, then uh, <laughs> we, I don't even relive any of this. And then we talked about uh, we talked about all kinds of stuff. Oh, we talked about uh, we talked. Hey, do you know? I don't think you heard this yet. Um, Bill Cosby, you know, he was on trial a few weeks ago for uh, uh, raping that girl, right? Right. So here's Bill Cosby leaving court one day. Listen closely. I, I love this. I, here. Great is that? I love that he did that. <laughs> yeah, that was Bill Cosby that did that. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I have the video. I saw the video, and he did it because he's bringing Fat Albert back. The Fat Albert cartoons coming back. And they, uh, they figured that he just thought with all the cameras on him, it'd be a good time to, you know, publicize Fat Albert. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. I like him now. So, yeah, we were just talk talking about all that. Um, uh, next time you and I do a show, do you know, uh, Das Just Mean is going to come on again. <laughs> he has some things he wants to say. Get the fuck. That guy's still around? Yeah. <laughs> He's still around. And he wants to comment on the Rip Trippers rap and some other stuff. And yeah. Oh, my God. How atrocious was that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. How have you been? You've been doing okay? Yeah. I was. I, I actually just woke up about 
half hour ago. I was my grandson had me on the boat most of the day. Oh wow! Yeah, that's crazy. So, so, yeah, on the so boat. you had a good trip, Flitzy. Yeah, man, it was awesome. It was uh, very exhausting, but uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was it was a really good time. And uh, like I was telling Kevin, like everybody over there is super super nice. Like the entire country was just so polite and so friendly and within five minutes of getting back into america when i landed in chicago like everybody was a dick and i was like oh yeah i'm definitely back in america yeah it's sad isn't it yeah it's really i didn't think it would take i I figured it would take longer you know like i didn't think it would be such an immediate difference but it was like literally within five minutes of being here i was like wow yeah we we're all assholes here aren't we (laughs) it is true (laughs) And, and and I'm going next and year. You haven't even been to New York yet. Oh no, no. I have. <laughs> you got God damn it! You got to come to New York. There's no excuse why you, you you've got a plan. Um, you know when you should come? You should come right around Christmas time. That's when you should come. Take like three or four days, whatever, and 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 just come and uh, check it out. I, I'll take you around. Dino will take you around. Yeah, Hell, if you I want need... to see New York, you definitely want a guy that comes from Connecticut to take you. Around. <laughs> <laughs> come on, I've been going to New York all my life. Christ's sakes. No, but I mean, you know, you know, I mean, I'm telling you, you would, I don't think you'd ever, I don't think you'd want to leave. I think if Flitz came to New York, he wouldn't want to leave. He'd go, I'm home. These are my people. Oh, I, I think he would too. I, I, yeah. I believe. Yep. Yeah. I, it was, you know, it, I was going to say like it was, uh, and cause it's kind of an interesting thing, like, because New York, you know, it definitely has this, um, this image of being dangerous and, and having violence and blah, 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 blah. And uh, so that kind of that conversation that I was just getting ready to talk to Kevin about, like uh, about if I ever felt scared or nervous or anything over there, um, they don't have guns in the UK. You know, like that's a fairly well-known fact that they don't uh, citizens don't carry guns. And so um, it's funny, like when I got home, like I caught the news like the other morning and they said that we've had uh, 53 homicides in Tulsa, like 53 homicides in my city and in the entire country of like in England and Wales. Um, I think it was, this was like 2015. So it was a couple of years older, but I think they said they had, uh, 540 for the entire year. Right. And, and that was including homicides, manslaughter and infanticide and, uh, not just strictly homicides. And, um, so like my city alone has had, 10 percent of the murders that that entire country has had which is it's almost mind-boggling you know like so that was kind of the thing you know i'm like i could walk out of my job right now and get shot in the face by anyone but over there it you know like you could get stabbed you could get you know beaten with a, a stick or something you know like there are ways to kill people obviously or hit by a car but like every you know nobody has guns and so you can't just randomly walk down the street and get shot. <laughs> and so like, that was kind of the thing. Like I, you know, I didn't really feel that, that threatened in the same way that you kind of feel here that anybody you meet on the street in America could have a gun and just shoot you for no reason. And, um, and I'm not saying like, I'm not arguing gun control. I'm not arguing we should or shouldn't. I'm not saying anything like that. It's just, it's a very different mindset over there than it is here about right. things like that. Mm. You know, over there, they'll like throw a cup of tea in your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody, I, I'm pretty sure everybody over there, like they'll solve their problems with their fists yes. before 
you know, instead of a person going like, well, fuck you, I'm just going to get a, get a gun and shoot you. It's like, <laughs> no, we're going to go out in the street and we're going to fight. Yep. And then, you know, we'll solve it and then we'll come back in and we'll finish drinking. Well, that's like the way, that seemed to be the mentality. That's the way it used to be here, you know, years and years and years yeah. ago. That's in the 70s. And, it, you know, that that's the way it used to be. It's not anymore. But, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so it was, it was definitely, you know, it was, it was definitely an interesting experience that and I, I saw I that. Like, there for? Um, I was over there just shy of two weeks. Like I lost a day traveling. Like I was, I was gone for 13 days, but so it, it was like 11 basically. Cause I, I left here on a Tuesday and landed there on a Wednesday. And then when I came back, like, you know, that entire day was spent traveling. So, so I kind of lost like three days of the, the actual trip, but, um, yeah, it was, it was enough time to basically go all through Scotland, all the way down through England um, you know, like you can definitely see a lot in two weeks, like the, cause the country, I mean, Scotland and England together, you know, it's, it's a fairly small area, so you could travel between the two and you can travel all through England. Like it would take you, you could probably drive across England in, you know, seven hours, like the entire country, like from East to West or something. Now, who did you, so. you went by yourself? Yeah, yeah. I, I went, I went over there alone. Um, Isn't that crazy? Once I got to, yeah. <laughs> Once I got to England, like I had friends in England that I stayed yeah, with. I don't go to the fucking store alone. Never mind. Fucking <laughs> yeah, England. I know. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not going out yeah. of the country alone. Fuck that shit. Someone's going to be with yeah. me. It was very, it was daunting. Like it was very intimidating um, to to do all that alone. But, you know, once, once I got over there, you kind of, you kind of get in a rhythm. You kind of understand like the buses were confusing. Um, they're all numbered, but it's just like figuring out you know because you don't know the streets like you know if you know the streets where you're going then it would make sense but i'm like i have no idea i don't know what this street is i don't know where that is and so figuring out some of that stuff is kind of tricky and then the trains like it's basically you go to the platform and the train gets there at whatever time but the train itself like you don't know what train it is like it doesn't it, there's no number on the train that says this is the train for london or this is a train for whatever so you kind of have to know exactly the right time like you know so that that part was kind of scary because you don't really know if you're like you get on a train and maybe it's the wrong one <laughs> like maybe you got there too early and it's a different train that you're not supposed to be on so like some of that was kind of weird but you know in the in the the overall scheme of it it was kind of like i i can't really get lost because everything kind of goes in a circle you know like if i if i'm on the wrong train i'll i'll land in the wrong place but it's always going to come back so that was kind of the worst case scenario is if, if I was on a wrong train or something, or if I was on a wrong bus, it was always going to go in a big circle and I would always be able to get back to where I started from and then just try it again. <laughs> but thankfully that never happened. Well, see that, but, that that's know. what I told him, you know, I said, if I go over there, I'm not taking any trains or fucking buses. I'm, I'm renting a car. I'm, I'm, I'm driving either. I'm driving myself everywhere or a car service where they're driving me somewhere. <laughs> I'm not going out. Yeah. I have OCD. Yeah. I would flip out on a bus in a fu in a fucking train. And, you know, there's a train. You know, I, I I'm sure Dino notices this. I always drive to New York. I could drive to New Haven, which is about 35 minutes away from me, Flitz, and I can hop on a train. It'll take me right to Grand Central Station, and I get off, and I can take a, an Uber anywhere I want to in the city. And it'd probably be easier yeah. and less expensive than having to park and all this shit. No, fuck that. I'm not. I'm not going on the train. <laughs> I, I, you right. know, and it's not just an OCD thing for me. It's that I don't want to be. And it's you know, when I'm in a train, I can't get off. 
I'm, I'm stuck right, on right. that train until it stops. And that freaks me out, too. That's why flying freaks me out. All that shit freaks me out. I hate being somewhere where you have to stay here and you can't fucking get out. You're here whether you fucking like yeah. it or not. I start getting claustrophobic. It's a whole thing for me. It's re- I'm fucking right. mental. So yeah, well, like you don't you don't really have control. Like, and I I get like I don't I'm kind of that way. Like even in town, like I I don't always like friends to come pick me up and take me places because I'm yeah. like, well, I'm not gonna have a car. Like, what if I feel sick and I want to go home? Like, what if you know? Like, so it's kind of a, and it's not that you're a control freak, but I think that there's that's kind of that a control goes thing. through my head all the time. I remember being in New York, uh, uh, how many months ago in Dino. Uh, had this guy driving us around and uh, getting in. And I remember getting into the car and I was sitting in the back seat and I was thinking to myself, I was just trying to keep my, the whole time, Dino doesn't know this. The whole time I was in that car, my mind was racing a thousand miles an hour. Like, oh my God, what if I feel sick? What if I feel like I'm going to throw up? I can't stop. I can't get out of the car. What if I feel, yeah. you know, I, I, I was, what that are you was talking about. Like, you make it like I had your hand cuffed in the chair. No, 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 no. I'm, it's not you. It's me. I'm, I'm fucking out of my mind. And, and this is what's going through my head. And, you know, so that's why I always have to be driving. I always have to have control where I can get out if I want to get out. It's, it's just, it's a weird fucking hangout. But nothing you, the driver was great. The car was fine. It was me. I was, I'm fucking whacked out of my head. I had these crazy thoughts. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, and it makes sense. And now the thing is, you got to remember over there, if you drive, everything is backward. Right. That That's right. The cars are backward that you're and I didn't think about this part. Most of the cars are standard. They're manual transmission. Yep. So you're sitting on the right side of the car and you're having to shift with your left hand. Right. Because the gears, the gear shift is still in the middle. I mean, clutch and brake and gas are still in the same places, but you're on the, the right side of the car, shifting with your left hand instead of driving on the left side, shifting with your right hand, and you're driving on the left side of the road. Well, my car is a six-speed, so I'm used to shifting gears, so I have no problem with that. And the driving on the other side of the road, that's, that, 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 would, that would take some getting used to. But and, Yeah, and I, they have a lot of uh, traffic circles, a lot yes. of uh, roundabouts. Yes, roundabouts. And we don't, like, yeah, we don't, we have one. <laughs> and it's literally it's the traffic circle like oh it's up by the traffic circle like it's it's a you know a geographical thing but they they don't really have a lot of stop signs and stoplights it's all roundabouts so you you know as long as you know how to do a roundabout from the left side of course not from the right side so you can kind of like traffic moves smoother because nobody you know you're not stopping every mile or every block or whatever you're just kind of like if nobody's coming you just kind of zip through the roundabout and and go on go on your way but uh it it seemed like it would be very confusing and i i didn't want to do it you right. know like but if you you know if you have time to practice and all that like i i'm but also i'm not in a you know i because i i feel like tighter smaller not smaller but like cities in new york i feel like are small like it's always traffic and it's always crowded and you know it's honking and moving and tulsa's not like that so i i'm not used to driving in small clustered areas like that and you know, so it really depends I, I wouldn't want to do that yeah you got to think about getting your horse around the roundabout yeah. <laughs> right I gotta, you know I what honest, honestly flitz it, it really it really depends when and what time and what day it is when you're in new york I remember uh, a few years back we stayed uh, um, we stayed we stayed in New York uh, Lower East Side Manhattan we stayed in for uh, Christmas and I remember waking up Christmas Day 
and driving to Times Square before we headed back home, it was about 11, maybe 10. I think it was about 10, maybe 10 in the morning. I took, I have pictures of it still. There was nobody there, like hardly anybody there. Like I've never in my life seen Times Square like that. There was like, there was like, you know, maybe a few tourists, but that was it. I've never seen it that barren. So it, it, it really depends on when and yeah, but for the most part, it's, it's, there's a lot of, a lot of cars. Listen, I love driving New York City. To me, it's like a video game. I I love fucking taxi cabs trying to cut me off. I, I, it's fun to me. I enjoy it. And it yeah. scares the shit out of my girlfriend, but I, I fucking love it. But yeah, yeah so if it, you're used to that, you'd yeah. be okay because it's this, you know, it's like, cause out here, um, we're set up in a grid, like everything is a square mile grid. And so it's very, very straight roads. Like there's no, you know, it does, it's like the city was built around the, the street grid work. And so everything is laid out in big squares. And right. so it's super easy to get around here. We don't have a lot of that tight knit, like, angry driving <laughs> and so it's you know i'm not used to that like they're the roads are tiny over there like they're the cars are a lot smaller um and so the roads are smaller and so it's it's very clustered i guess like it's it's really you know tight and clustered together when you're driving around and shit like that makes me nervous and so i i'm not used to that so i i didn't want to even try to drive over there but if you're used to it then you know i think you'd be fine right i am a redneck that's right Yes. <laughs> so, Dina. Yeah, it's definitely a good experience. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely going. I've been wanting to go for years. I'm definitely going to go next year. Dino, did you get my text? No. Oh, you didn't? What text? About next Saturday? Oh. Oh, with the Korean barbecue. Yes. Uh, I, 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 I'm almost positive that the next two Saturdays I'll be working. Okay. That doesn't mean I can't, I won't be able to go, but it, it, it more than likely is going to have to be uh, early evening rather than late I mean, if, if, there's an, if there's another day that's better, that's fine. It doesn't matter if Sundays are better, if I mean, you know, whatever. You just let me know whenever you're free. And because uh, I, I want to call Russ, you know, I would love Russ really has done something incredible. And I'm not going to talk about it because I don't I don't have permission to talk about it. I want to call him. I'll call him this week and ask him if I can talk about the wonderful thing that that he's doing and that he's done. It's wonderful. I can't wait. He's, I, it, it, it's shocking that this has come from Russ, of all people. But he's, <laughs> he's really done something incredible, and, and uh, I've, I've been using it. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, I want to just get permission from him before I go off about it. But I, it's, I'm just shocked. I'm, I am very impressed. Russ has been away for a while, but he's been, you know, in that little basement apartment uh, creating something spectacular. And I can't, nice. uh, yes, and I can't wait. I cannot wait to talk about it. It's, it's, I it's, can't wait for you to talk about the, the grammatical error fiasco that's been happening the past couple of days. It, I, listen, I, what do you, <laughs> I don't, there's so much going on. I don't even know if I know. What do you mean that, what is that? Dino, do you know about this? Good. What? I don't know. There's, what happened? So, all right. So there, <clears throat> and I, I've I've seen the the surface of this. I ha- I didn't dive too deeply into it, but uh, so basically, there is a shop in Alabama, yeah, um, that made up a sign to put in their store that was like, you know, we're not going to sell to underage kids. We're not going to sell 
copyright infringement products. We're not going to sell things targeted at children, blah, 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 which is fine, which is, you know, it's, it's very, it's a good, uh, a good guideline for them to have, you know, to publicly display, like, we're not going to basically saying, we're not going to partake in the things that are going to lead to the downfall or continue to lead to the downfall of this whole, uh, the whole vaping thing. The problem was it was riddled with grammatical errors, <laughs> not, not, and not like slight errors, but like a lot of errors. And where is this? You know, is there, is um, there a picture of I'll, this? I'll have to, I'll have to find one and I'll, I'll have to link it to you. But it was like, um, you know, using an apostrophe S to make something plural, like, to, like the, like the word states, you know, like they yeah. would put an apostrophe S on states kind of thing, you know, like not just, you know, not like misspelling the word previous or something, you know, like a word yeah. that might be a little more complicated. So it was like just terrible. And, <laughs> and so somebody, so somebody had pointed out, you know, like, Hey, let me, let me correct this for you because we need to appear professional. Like here's a corrected version of this, right? you know, you don't want to hang this because it looked like a fucking four-year-old wrote it. Yeah. And you don't want to put that in your store because it makes us look unprofessional. Yeah. And whoa, 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 whoa. Just wait a minute. Vapors <laughs> make vaping look unprofessional. Just go ahead. No, that's, that's, and I can't I can't disagree with that. Um, but, you know, so it's like it's like if you were, you know, you see signs like you, there are memes all over the Internet of, you know, store signs that are misspelled or like yeah. advertisements on buildings that are misspelled. Like people make a joke about that and they don't take them seriously because of the misspellings. Right. And that was kind of the point is like, hey, this looks this makes us look worse. Right. If this looks like a child wrote it. Yeah. And so uh, so they corrected it. And, you know, and people took that as like, well, you're attacking the shop like you're missing the message. Like they're trying to do something <laughs> good for the community. And it's like, yeah, no, that's great. But it looks like a fucking child wrote it. And uh, I'm just trying to help you fix this so you can present a clear and professional message. And what state and did this happen in? It was in Alabama. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> and so, uh, so it, well, it that summed everything up. <laughs> and so, like, it turned into this huge uh, witch hunt, you know, as everything does with vaping. Um, that the person that did it was attacked. You know, like, well, you're a terrible person for you know for trying to correct them, and what right do you have? And wow. blah 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 blah. And That's you know, what happens when you get vape douche bros to write your signs? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so basically they, I mean, they literally shamed this person uh, nearly out of the community, out of the advocacy community and um, and went so far as to post this person's real name, um, like basically <laughs> doxed this person, like said, this person lives in this city, in this state, and this is that person's real name. You know, here you go. Here's your information to go track this person down. Wow. And it's like, that's pretty fucked up, yeah, like to go that far to try to out somebody just because you didn't like the way they corrected your sign and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it's it's been a huge I, I'm kind of surprised you've missed it because it's it's just been it's a mess. No, it's ridiculous. I missed it. I, I th listen, I think that's great. So they had the <laughs> that's how fucked up vapors are, Dino. You got you got a guy who's who's got a sign that's all. You know, people say, listen, I'm trying to help you. Your sign spelt are wrong. I don't know. Maybe maybe you didn't go to high school. Maybe he just doesn't know how to spell. Who knows? And yeah. and then it turns into a whole uh, drama fuck fest. That's vaping. And because I, I don't want to drop names. And I, so I'll send it to you and you can see all that stuff. But, I, you know, like I had 
uh, one of the people that was indirectly involved. Um, I, you know, and somebody that you would know, like I was talking to them in private message and, and this person's like, yeah, I got, you know, after this incident, I've now, I'm now up to 10 death threats. So like people were sending like literal messages, you know, like PMs and stuff to people, you know, threatening violence and uh, apparently even death threats. And, you know, like threatened. (laughs) He has. I said, you've been threatened. You got a voicemail where you uh, some guy was threatening you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Where the fuck is that? I have that. (laughs) That was the uh, what were they called again? Oh, yeah. There were a group on Facebook and uh, the Legion, something Legion. The Vaping Legion. Yeah, the (laughs) the Vaping Mm. Legion. And they went after Dino and they were leaving uh, voicemails for him. Uh, where they were, uh, where they were threatening him. I don't know where the. F- <laughs> I know we played him on one of the show. Do you know? While I'm looking for this real quick. Some guy sent me a message today, and he said he wanted a link to the first show that uh, you did. Now, the f- I don't. The first show you did was with with uh, what's his name for the Lavages. I don't think he means that. I think he means the first show that we both did together you as a co-host and me as a host and right. I, I i don't remember what that is and i don't think neither you do i yeah i don't it was, I, I don't think there was ever an official first show that i started coming i think i just kind of just started you started calling me popping up and well that's what i think just, yes i think it, i think it was where i was just like call you up and have you come on for something for a few minutes and then it just kind of grew from there so i yeah I, no we never there was never actually a show that i i could say that all right this is the day i started right i i didn't uh interview for this job just yeah. for <laughs> <laughs> so i i yeah i don't think there was I, i'm gonna look and see what i can find for the guy but uh yeah, I don't know where this is, this fucking guy that's that's threatening Dino. I'll have to look for it. I'll play it next time we do the show. But it was good, though. He was, uh, yeah, they, they didn't like, I don't know what happened. They were mad at Dino, and they started putting threats out there. No, they, were, they, they didn't like the idea that that Cisco made a comment about a juice or something like that. And my affiliation with Avid Vapor and, oh, it's just a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> or Insignia Design. Who knows? Oh, it's great. When you got a lot of people that are in the basement, they got nothing to do all day. Yeah, they threatened to put me out of business. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that that sounds very familiar. Like that's that's about uh, what was happening with, with this whole ordeal. So I was having dreams of flapper and hats and beards chasing me all over the city. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. They had shoulder holsters with box mods under each arm. Right. <laughs> Right. It's crazy. All right. Well, uh, let's see. I want to thank you for coming on. Do you know what? Absolutely. You for, for calling in. I, I, I got to wrap this up. I had a, I've had a long day. This has been a very, very long day. I haven't eaten dinner yet. <laughs> it's been, <laughs> I've got, uh, it, it's tough. It's tough doing shows now. I mean, it, it really, I wanted to do this because I called Lonnie out on Facebook and I want to give him a chance to come on. And he came on, Dino, and, and, and I thought it was good. He got, I don't know if, if he hung up or if he got cut off because I had uh, we were talking about he was talking about the industry in Los Angeles, the vaping industry. And I said something like, yeah, and it's filled with Asians. And I think he took that as maybe he said something about racy or racist and then his phone hung up. <laughs> so I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
It's not racist. I mean, it's, it's not, true. It's not. It's that's not <laughs> an. In, that's it's not an infactual statement. No, there, it's I not. Mean, I was. I've been. I was at ECC in Ontario, and there are. I mean, there's a very heavy Asian presence yeah, there. Yeah, go to ECC and it's, in California. Holy shit! It, <laughs> yeah, half the place was Asians. It's not. It's not a racist remark. It's a truth. It's this truth. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just. Uh, it it's like what, saying Oklahoma is full of rednecks. Yeah, I mean, because it is. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. New York's full of uh, full of fucking Italians. It's true. Yeah. They're not anymore. Not anymore. Why they all leave? No. They're all moving out. They're going to Florida. Yeah, because all the blacks are coming in. <laughs> oh, so they're because <laughs> they don't like the blacks, so they're leaving. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> oh boy. All I'll right. I'll probably get twenty-five emails about that. Oh no. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So everybody hates everybody. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's America. Welcome to America. It's wonderful. So uh yeah, uh thank you for coming on, Flitzy. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. I, I thought you were the perfect guest for this evening. Uh, Dino was sleeping, and he needs his beauty sleep. He gets his pedicures and his manicures, and <laughs> he needs to sleep after. Weekly now. Yes, he gets them <laughs> weekly. Nice. Got to take care of yourself, man. Yes, he does. He takes care of himself. No joke. That is no joke. And uh, I don't know when we're doing a show again. I guess, I guess whenever Das Just Mean can come on, whenever I can get... Dino and Das just being in the moon to all line together, then that's when we'll. What the fuck is he coming on for? We'll be. I, I don't. He listen. He wants to come on. He has things he wants to say, and people like him. People like Das just mean. I like him. I think he's funny. <laughs> that should be amazing. That'll be amazing. He is. He's awesome. Dino likes him too. He just won't admit it. I think he likes him a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> All right, so thank you guys for coming on. Dino, I'm going to call you the second I, I shut this off because I have okay. a question that I can't ask you on the air, and I don't want everybody hearing. You're going to call me on the phone? Or I'm going to call you on the, the phone. I'll call you on, okay. on the good old telephone. And thank you, Flitz. You can listen to Flitz. Are you still doing your show? It's let me Still let, doing the show. So it's Tuesday night at uh-huh. 9 o'clock on Vape TV. 9 Central, or 9 Eastern, yes. 9 Eastern yeah, sorry, on Vape yes. TV. There we go. I got it. See, I remember this you time. You got it. I remember, you yes. Did. And Flitzy talks about all kinds of shit. Everything. It's just whatever is on his mind, it just rolls out. That's and it, right. Yes. So uh, you got to check They're them short out. Shows. <laughs> <laughs> short shows. Very, very short shows, yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, guys. And uh, thank you, Flitz. You know, I'll talk to you soon, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All, all right. Long, take Flitzy. care. Later. See ya. All right. That's it. I'm wrapping it up. Thank you for listening. We will be back again with another show very, very soon.